0: And welcome to another episode of Flapping, Flapping and Fawning. Fawning Do you remember When I killed your brother And I talked just like this Flapjack
1: No I do not <laughs> Fish are oh. friends We can't not... say
0: that anymore <laughs> 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 Fawn <Fine. laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we have to address the address the sea elephant in the room. Um and that is that we missed a week of podcasting. Yeah. Sorry everybody. There was a lot happening. It was That was a lot, it. As they say. Yeah.
1: And it's also that time of year also make sure you're taking care of your
0: own mental health. Yeah. And that's what we did. Precisely. Um I was taking care of my own mental health, Flapjack's mental health and the mental health of Cindy Lou who um, because that one woman show was just taking everything out of, uh, that I had in me um, but it was an amazing amazing experience. Thank you Fawn for coming and performing in one of the drag shows. Of course. It was so much fun. It really was and I feel like the drag shows were a huge hit at Birmingham Festival Theatre. So. I had no idea what to expect because like I hadn't done a show there.
1: Yeah. So it was a new experience. So I didn't know what to expect. And let me just say,
0: it was so fucking good. It's really cool. And it's kind of a crowd that you don't necessarily normally get to perform for. And the whole time, I, I just... They, they were always eating it up. Um and you get to do a little bit of education too and uh, you know, make raise awareness about certain issues going on in the world to a crowd that may not normally yeah. experience that as they would if they were constantly in a queer space. So that was really cool for me. And got to show some bitter old ladies what some <laughs> mustache and bearded drag. So that was fun. Yeah. I I hate that that happened. I'm sorry about that. No, I don't care. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> no, she was on the other show. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I do but I don't. Like I I hate that, that happened. I don't want any of my Entertainers to ever feel unwelcome by for any reason, but um, there's always going to be somebody that's hating on some kind of drag. So, as Gene Smonsoon would say, water off a duck's back. Precisely, precisely. And speaking of water, today we are reviewing episode seven, right? Is that right? Seven, I think so, of Dracula Titans Sea Monsters of the Depths. (laughs) you know perfect opportunity for that it really is it really is (laughs) um but before we get into that i know that there is a lot happening in tv and media right now um i think i want to save for the next episode how we're feeling about the fact that we're so close to finding out who is going to win dragula titans but how about canada versus the world are you Um, keeping up with that
1: how about the fact and call me mother
0: how about Spoiler
1: alert for this Dracula episode, the fact that we had two people leave major franchises in the same yeah. week. That was crazy. It was the Quitters Week for some reason. Yeah.
0: Um bizarre. I'm loving
1: Canada though. This season is so opposite of UK versus the world. Yeah, I agree. And I'm so glad for that. And it we're really it's really there for the art, it feels like this season. Right. And I'm here for that. And team Victoria all the
0: way. She <laughs> Me is too. Yes. Eating. She really is. I, I'm so excited for her. And I think it would be really monumental if she were to win. I think she was supposed to win UK three. Honestly. <laughs> so it the fact that she is getting the second chance, I just really hope it ends up going in her favor. I mean, she really has had not one, not two, but three wins or tops yeah. in, the, uh, in the season well, challenge wins just not lip sync wins yeah oh yes and then, like a six episode season yeah More. i mean 50 percent of the time she's been at the top which Amazing. granted i've also really started enjoying i
1: didn't love rita on her season mm. i actually enjoy rita this season yeah i don't think she deserves a lot of the hate she's getting at, i i especially this past week her runway was so fucking good The like club kid look that she did.
0: I was obsessed. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, good thing we're not reviewing it.
1: (laughs) But it's just, she's the one that I would be
0: least happy if won. I want Victoria to win. I wouldn't be mad if Silky or Raja won. Yeah. To me, it seems like it's pretty clearly between Silky and Victoria, you know? Yeah. They both have two wins. (laughs) Right. Um, Well, Victoria has three wins. True, true, true. I I just think it's really, really awesome, especially to have two plus-sized individuals in the top. Um, That's just really amazing. So, I don't know. I'm also Team Victoria all the way. I was Team Victoria from the beginning. I was Team Victoria in UK 3. Same. I love Victoria's gone, and I really hope she gets it. Um, So, yeah. And we are almost at the season finale of Call Me Mother. I know. Everybody's just wrapping it up before the new year. Yeah. Seems about right. And that show has just been wild team we be over here I I will say I have not been keeping up with it as much as I wish I had like tr- I, I got really frustrated and I think I expressed yeah. my opinions on the pod about why are we bringing in all these people just to get rid of half the cast in three episodes they did a really cute reunion episode oh yeah I haven't checked yeah. it out yet it's really cute I need to get caught up um but yes I I am pretty sure michaela is gonna win
1: I don't know I don't know that she is you don't think that's uh, somebody that's how how not caught up or are you?
0: I think I've I've missed four episodes at oh, this point.
1: Then like the uh, I, I really think Jesse is gonna win. Jesse Presquier. I honestly don't remember any of these people's names. Jesse uh, was crystals.
0: Oh okay yes the my the last episode I watched was the one where, uh, God the person the second to last person to be in jesse's house it was like a comedy phoenix ch- phoenix yeah when phoenix got eliminated and that was really wild because it was like in that same house jesse was in the top and then phoenix went yeah. home. so huh, well i am interested to see how that plays out i i like weeby as well um but i also liked jesse and who's the other person oh the uh pepper pepper, pepper. yeah i enjoy her pepper, too
1: pepper 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 or is it peppa i think it's pepper
0: peppa. Honestly, Dang I enjoy all four of them. Uh, I, I, the thing about that's interesting to me about all of the tops. Peppers forty-seven. For it, wow, we should call her mother, <laughs> um, <laughs> or grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that's it surprised me about each of these tops is that. Um, for every single show, Dragula, Titans, Call Me Mother, and Canada versus the World, there's not a single person I would be like upset about if they were to win. You know, it's um, Call Me Mother. I'd be upset if Pepper won. Oh, really? Okay, maybe I should get called back but up. But I also just am,
1: I don't know. There's something <laughs> I don't relate to that drag.
0: Okay, I get that, and that might be it. Well, I, I just I w- don't relate to it. I wondered if it was because like my mentality has shifted since seeing myself on TV. Yeah, like maybe i'm just being nicer and being like oh you don't really know what happened uh because of production or whatever yeah
1: but uh, you didn't feel that way about uk though
0: like yes well okay true 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 i i didn't necessarily think john burr should win yeah but i I didn't like i wouldn't be mad if they won. (laughs) oh i would have rioted in the (laughs) streets i don't know i don't know i wonder what that's about but I, I think that probably has a lot to do with it i'm just like being a lot easier on these folks after having experienced it i think um and when it comes to Dracula titans particularly this episode you know with melissa b fierce oh stepping down i guess we're just c- cutting to the end of this episode now um i really felt for her you know yeah. and i hate that that happened i like it's it's already so hard going into any kind of pageant or competition, but when it's televised and it's a weekly, a week, several week long affair, and, and you're-, you're seeing more than just the drag, right? It, that, it's just very, very hard. So anyways, I'm interested to hear your thoughts about it. Well, do you have anything else that you wanted to chat about before we jumped into or dove in, should I say to the waters of the deep? i don't think so other than just we have our fantasy
1: fag roster
0: oh yes how is that deep sea blue in uh, yeah so i have three at this point i have three people left and you also have three yeah right? wow a little tie who do you have still in your roster? I have still got Coco, Eva destruction and Astrid Aurelia work and I have Hoso, Melissa and Victoria. Melissa is fresh off of a win and it was a double save last week and we had a um uh, yeah, the double save and the Boulé said that there would be no or that there would be consequences for saving Hoso and Eva. Yeah. Um and so we will find out soon enough what those consequences will be. Um so uh, opening up with the episode, Melissa comes in and she is excited to have finally gotten a win, um, which leaves Astrid as the only competitor without a win. Um, that's a red flag, Mary. Yeah, it is. And I'm honestly really starting to feel for Astrid at this point, you know, somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it has to be tough. Like coming in, I I think she does drag at such an amazing level. Um, yeah, she's had a lot of really good looks this season. She's just been so close to getting that win yeah. each time. Not every time, but a lot of the time.
1: There's been a lot where she, like, deservedly was in the top but definitely didn't deserve the win. Right. So, it's just one of those things, like, she's also not somebody. Like, I really enjoy a lot of her drag, but to me, it's the non-
0: direct content yeah. that is ruining Astrid for me. Mm. I, will, I don't know. I Yeah, I I think I'm just really seeing her for her drag. I think if I was in the same room as her, I'd be like, oh my God, (laughs) shut up. But (laughs) otherwise, uh, I I like her. Um, So, yes, as they're waiting for Eva or Hosto to come back in, uh, Astrid mentions that she was a little bothered by a comment Eva made about treatment of production, um, which I thought was a little strange that this was brought up. I mean, we haven't. I I just want to be shown these things that they are talking about, you know? Yeah. Like the closest thing we have is her looking like she's asking a question, maybe in a pointed way in the, but also of you're not gonna, if it's something that's not
1: like filmed, like if it's between filming stuff and you're being a problem, there's not going to be evidence of it.
0: True. True. It,
1: it, it's Cause just, the way Eva put it was, it was behind the scenes. Yeah. Cause like they don't but, really directly interact with production. True
0: i don't know i just i want to see it <laughs> like they need to find a way they need to have uh i mean um um what's his name maury a maury style cameraman who is season, just in the back
1: filming everything on season 13 they had this problem with utica with how utica would act on screen versus with all the girls not on screen oh really i don't remember that it was like how she would like be a lot more like shadier when the squ- when the cameras weren't
0: rolling uh, i could see that from her
1: <laughs> so it's just like we've we've seen this narrative before so it's nothing new to me
0: mm. okay so eva enters the Boudoir. And yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's been two weeks. What is this? Okay, Eva enters the boudoir, and she is enters first and makes up the story about Hoso going home. I would have done the same exact shit. Right. But what I don't understand is why Hoso wouldn't come in first. Because to me, it seems much more obvious that if someone should have gone home, it should have been Eva, right? I don't know. Am I delusional? They had the
1: same track record.
0: I but, Hoso, but I feel like Eva has placed lower more consistently, whereas host has been in the top more consistently. I
1: don't know no, she's placed...
0: I don't know. She's. Pla- I think she's placed safer more consistently whereas host has been top. Um, sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. And so, while that's going on, I think Coco also had that same suspicion as myself and came looking at the door and was like, hosa's about to walk in this bitch. And sure enough, she did! And the first thing that she does is kiss Astrid right on her lizard mouth <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they break the news that the boule said that there will be consequences to not sending anyone home for this week dun, dun,
1: dun.
0: excuse me bitch precisely that's what I would have been saying so what did you think the consequences would be a double elimination yeah I mean, that, that checks out.
1: That's like the obvious, like, Oh, we're saving you, but there will be consequences. So what else would it be other than a double elimination?
0: I wondered if they would do some kind of interesting thing, like the curse of baldness for them. For I wish
1: they would have done more stuff like that throughout the season. Yeah,
0: it, I feel like the beginning of the season had this more gaggy kind of su- surprises going on. And then we, we lost that a bit towards the end. Um, But you know, like what was the last thing we had with Victoria getting to choose who goes in the, in the bottom. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was, that was what a while ago, right? Like that was the episode before glow or ugly ladies of wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that would have been cool if they had, if they had had some kind of curse or something, but I mean, it seemed pretty likely that it would be uh, a double elimination as well. Um, So they visit the main stage to hear about this week's challenges, and we find out that the Floor Show is a sea monster challenge. Did the quote about 80% of the Earth's oceans being unexplored feel, like, shocking to you? Like, Like, do you ever think about that? I mean, I think it's wild, but it wasn't, like, shocking, if that makes sense. It gave me a bit of an existential crisis, I'm not gonna lie. Like... The fact that we've gotta go be so much space, there.
1: but not like yeah that deep.
0: I mean, who knows what's down you know, there? Honestly, can we go real deep. I, I believe it. Um, I, <laughs> I was gonna say I've seen your Twitter, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Now I think the real talk of this episode is the fright feet. Oh my god! And I'm gonna have you shivering in anticipation to hear us talk about it because we're gonna take a break.
1: And we are back back back, back, back 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 with 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 with, with the the, 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 the right right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this week for the Fright Feet we find out that they have to crawl through these pipes and try to enter a code correctly in order to escape <laughs> the pipe that leads to the ocean or they will drown the fuck
0: <laughs> this is insane what I, I how do you think you would do with this um I think I could once I
1: like I think I would probably be panicking until it got to the point that the water started rising and at that point I would be like okay calm down because otherwise you're just gonna be freaking out
0: I would panic when I could no longer breathe that's I'd be holding my breath as long as possible <gasps> oh my god have you seen there's this horror movie and i watched it when i was in like high school what was it called um, i wonder how long they were under the water i yeah i know that's what i wonder it's called would you rather this movie that i saw i feel like i've heard of that movie. yeah it's got like i don't remember any of the characters any of the actors but it did have that guy who i don't know what he was in but he, he was like skinny and blonde and i think he was in like gotham did you ever watch that show um, hey, he was I was a little bit blonde hair, please Anyways, so it had that guy in it. But nonetheless, there was this challenge that they had to do where someone had to hold their head underwater for two mi- Oh oh yeah, they, it was, was like, would you rather um, put your head underwater for two minutes without breathing? Or would you rather open this card that's in front of you and have to deal with whatever unknown torture is in the card? I'll take the water. Right? I mean, that's what I think, like, obviously. And so when they did it, there was this one girl who... Spoiler alert for this movie that's been out for, like, a really long time. um, Where her card was to put her head underwater for four minutes. And, I mean, obviously, she died in the movie. Um, So, like, when I was in high school, I used to, like, always, like, hold my breath and see how long I could do it. And I got up to, like, 90 seconds one time. So, I don't know. I think I might do okay. But I also in the panic of it all like that is such a freaky it has to be such a freaky feeling to just see the water like rising around you you know yeah i can't imagine um it would be a really tough one to do for sure yeah that's what i say i mean well but uh, there's also though i think that like these kinds of escape roomy challenges that they have are places you can just go to and yeah in la also did you notice
1: Their padlocks weren't connected to anything except just the gate.
0: (laughs) They weren't supposed to escape. (laughs) I did not notice that, but that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah, what would that have done? It was just, like, attached to the middle of the gate. Yeah. I think... uh, Oh, my God. I did not notice that. But, yeah, now it feels...
1: (laughs) Because I noticed it. Because I watched this episode two or three times. So, I noticed it, and then um hoso was on imho mm. and talked about it with former camp on kiki winner alexis p bevels so talked about there how like it wasn't really connected to anything just the gate so you weren't supposed
0: to get out. oh well yeah that makes perfect sense hmm. yeah i mean i that that part kind of confused me i will also say i feel like in the last like i think it's because it gives you a hope of getting out And if you don't tell them that there's
1: not actually hope of getting out, but you give them the illusion, you actually will get more panic because they can't Mm. mentally prepare for the... You're about to be underwater for this amount of time.
0: I feel like in episode seven of Dracula Titans and episode eight, they've kind of described some things in a certain way. And it's not necessarily what we've seen on screen, you know, like with this, they were like, you're going to have to this, you're going to have to decipher this code. And I didn't really see them finding clues or anything like that to do the code. It was just, they were playing with a padlock and then they drowned.
1: Well, I mean, even with the vomitorium, if you got sick, you'd be eliminated. Allegedly. (laughs) <laughs> Coco threw up. Not Coco. Kendra. Kendra yeah. threw up.
0: <laughs> Drama, mama. Okay, so they return to the boudoir, and um, and Coco talks about a time that she thought she was going to drown, um, and that and like that was like a really impactful moment for her where she realized she didn't need to value other people like in their opinions. Have um, have you ever experienced something like that, like? That like related to drowning, yeah. Like or
1: just like I've never like I don't think I've ever really had like a drowning experience.
0: So if I do, it's really repressed. Yeah, interestingly, I'm kind of having this like flashback right now where I'm kind of identifying a flap bag. <laughs> no, that's only on my only flaps. Um, but I. I'm kind of having this like recollection of a moment where, so when I was a little kid, I loved, we would go to this public pool that we had in town and my mom would always catch me at the bottom of the slide because I was like really little. I don't even think I was in elementary school yet um, when I was doing this. Maybe I was like in kindergarten or first grade. And I remember it was the same sort of situation. Like I had some kids who like dared me to go without my mom seeing me at the, like about to go down, you know? Oh, And so I remember like Going down and then like getting into the water and then just like sinking, and I was like at the bottom of the pool, like just looking up at the top of the water. (laughs) I'm also not somebody that can really open their eyes underwater. Oh, really? I've always been able to do it, but then I just they get all I can't irritated. Mm. I have sensitive eyes. Thank you for sharing with uh, that with me and our (laughs) listeners. But yeah, I did fight with her on this and um, I, I, yeah, I think that she's so right. Like you have to like value your own life and not and, and like value your own um, intuition rather than like succumbing to the pressures of other people. And so I thought it was cool that she was able to open up about that and be vulnerable with us because I think it was important for us to see that from her. I don't think we've yeah. had a lot of vulnerability from Coco this season. Um, and so that was cool to see then victoria pulls eva to the side to say that she uh, that a lot of people thought she was being performative during this l- during this last week's cauldron what did you think about this i mean i think victoria's just trying to have eva's back
1: and like try to be a friend yeah it's like the vibe that i
0: get I suppose. It's um, like the, it's like they're all just trying to paint this picture of Eva being untrustworthy for some reason.
1: But uh, and I think Victoria doesn't think that she is. I feel like Victoria
0: sees Eva for Eva
1: and doesn't see the performativeness, but wants Eva to know that other people
0: think that that's what is the truth. I just think that Eva is the most like real person out of anyone on this season. I think Coco is pretty real. Well, I when I when I say that, I mean she is I think that Eva is the most real and that she understands that not everything is so black and white. Yeah. I think that Coco and um and Melissa and even Kendra were falling into this concept of like you can't have duality where it's like i can oh, want because s- they were calling eva two-faced yeah like the whole yeah. season and they, it really just gets pushed and i think that this was another one of those moments where it was like two things can astrid be true at the same time because even astrid was calling her two-faced and
1: performative and shit right
0: i mean she Eva may not be like a ride or die but that doesn't make her two-faced you know right That's, i agree so Anyways, I it irritated me, but this drama was about Astrid, um, but I think that it was just a way to further like push this story for Eva for some reason. Um, but it was particularly that Astrid thought Eva's comments about production treatment were d- directed towards her. Um, and as this whole conversation is going on, we're seeing Melissa like really start to show some cracks in her mental yeah, health.
1: Which, it didn't help that when the episode started and it was that like the recap it started with melissa talking about her partner yeah. leaving her you right knew before something was gonna go down and i was like and since we knew somebody leaves the competition because of the boulets podcast yeah, I was it like, was just like this is it i was like it's gonna be melissa i remember watching this for the first time because i think mark and i watched this separately but simultaneously yeah um and I was texting Mark, and I was like, it's Melissa, isn't it?
0: I was like, Melissa's gonna quit. Which is one of the people that we theorized, you know? Yeah. So, look at us! Predicting some things. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This, this it seemed like kind of a... a a side quest of drama just to really like highlight that Melissa was starting to not really be able to handle this pressure. Like there's just too many uh, voices going on in her head. Um, There were also a few other conversations that happened the next day before the floor show. So Eva mentioned that it was around this time on her season when she went home on season three. And you know, what's crazy to me is Eva in my mind, I know she didn't go all the way to the end, but she just had such an impact. Like, I I feel like she did. She's such an incredible artist, I think. And it, I'm, I've been so proud of her this season. I think she's really showcased herself in the best way. Cause I would put her at what number?
1: She made it to top six. Then on her season. Her season. Yeah. I think she was in top six, which means that was Landon Priscilla. Dahlia and, yeah.
0: as the top three, and since Melissa went home this episode, she's top five.
1: Um, who, Louisiana. Louisiana. Who else lasted longer than Eva? God, it's been a while since I've watched season. I three. know, same. I don't even.
0: Oh, uh, did you say Dahlia?
1: Yeah, she was oh. in top three with Priscilla and Landon, and then Louisiana was fourth, fifth. Who's fifth? Was it Eva? Was Eva 5th? Maybe.
0: Is this uh, something that I should go to real quick? Yeah. Drag, Drag Race Wiki it. Let's see. And as you're doing that, I think it was interesting that they started actually talking so publicly about top three conversations. Like, who do you see in the top three? Who do you see in the top three? Who do you see in the top three? I feel like that was producer prompted. It. Yeah, maybe it was. I, <laughs> I just know <laughs> at, at camp, Maybe, maybe they did have that conversation. And Eva just, was fifth. Okay, Eva was fifth. So she's just trying to be, beat that seat that she was in last time. And I'll oh, rip. <laughs> but she did get more episodes this time, I think, at least. Um but anyways, yes, they were. They started this top three conversation and they're all talking about who they think their particular top three is. One that was of note was when Victoria said her, who hers was, it did not include Astrid and Astrid was like, did I get fired? What, what's going on? Because Astrid was like, do you see me in your top three?
1: One-on-one to Victoria in a previous week and Victoria was just kind of like... Of course.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so with Astrid was No one had her in their top three, right? No. That's rough. Oh, wait, no, I think Hoso did. Hoso, said, Hoso did just because. But she said, like, the, the cop-out answer. Yeah. Right? Which she, like, identified as a cop-out. She was like, I just want my top, my season four girls to be the top three. Yeah. Which been, would have been cool, I think, because season four was pretty awesome. Um, and then once they get to Eva, Eva answers, like, right off the bat, but it seems like she was the last one to go. And Melissa seemed kind of pressed about the way she responded or the content of her response or something like that. And like only one person had said Eva, everybody else had already gone in. So that also
1: did give Eva plenty of time to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. So I'm just going to like say it. Yeah. And usually by the end of those things, when they go around the group, by the time it gets to the last person, somebody is over it. So it was just kind of like, exactly. It seemed kind of weird. Melissa's reaction there.
0: Yeah, and I, and again, I think it just like goes back to like this thing where Melissa was growingly irritated, and I honestly just think she wasn't quite thinking in her best, like in her right mind, you know. Like, there, all the pressure had just been really building up because Eva's answer was not one that was, in my opinion, um, malicious, but yeah. it, it was very much taken that way. So, and I think this is one of those
1: things where Melissa is just. She's got a lot of factors going on. Yeah. And I think some of it is just like she needs somebody to talk to about it, but she doesn't want to like bring that up herself. But it's also like nobody's really checking on her to be like, hey, girl, what's going on? What can we
0: do? Right. So at this point in the competition, who did you think would be the top three? Honestly, probably Eva. Coco and Victoria. Mm. Yeah. I definitely think Victoria I saw in there and then Hoso was there. And so it would have been like a toss up for the last spot. I feel like Melissa could have been there. Maybe Coco. Um, so I
1: saw Eva there, especially because like, even though she had been in the bottom last week, she did have a lot of top placements and was doing right. really strong. And even spoiler alert end of this episode. She wins this episode. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah,
0: Eva's gonna be in the top three. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get to this floor show, because it was a really good one. Um Okay. And actually it's time. <laughs> it's the floor show.
1: <laughs> and this week's guest judges are Saint and Dolly. Oh. Saint, the winner of the Boulet Brothers Dracula Resurrection and Dali, the winner of The Boulet Brothers Dracula season four.
0: Spooky, but in a fun way. And I, also,
1: Saint was recently canceled, so work. Yeah, this came out like right after that. Whole I drama. know
0: drama, mama. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, what's gonna happen?
1: I, I listened to like every podcast. I was like, what are they gonna say? What are they gonna say? <laughs> um, I am such a Dali stan. Yeah, and Dolly has some really good music too. Mm. i'm obsessed with their music i love them
0: i'm glad i i i'll be honest i don't really share the love um i think Dal- they're fine i i di- i thought hoso should have won season four no. I, I, uh, but you know what work i'm dolly is like one of my
1: favorite dragula people of all time honestly
0: I'm so glad.
1: <laughs> what did you think about these outfits that they were all wearing? Um, I needed. Um, I love the fabric that Saint has. I need to know where to find that fabric. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Because I've seen that fabric a few times on television shows. So shiny. It looks like, like a lightning bolt, you know? Like going across her and body. And then I definitely need the little headpieces that Dahlia has been Dahlia's wearing. Dolly, not Dahlia. Fuck. <laughs> god damn um and these green robes i mean are so interesting so christmas started drag was like i thought we were gonna wear comfortable flowy shit,
0: (laughs) and they did (laughs) the wigs are great um yeah so on their podcast they actually talked about that they had a reveal under that but they decided not to do it for some reason and they had this like whole lingerie look planned and they never showed it um Which is kind of surprising to me. But I think that these robes did look really cool and they were really impressive, so... Now I want to see the reveal. I know! I was like, you can't just do that and then not... Like, just... tease us and not show it but anyways whatever (laughs) yeah
1: tease me (laughs) nanny
0: well now it's time for our deep sea floor show and if it's your first time listening to our podcast we do have a very sophisticated system for saying whether we like or dislike the looks that are presented to us on the floor show if we like it it's a fun and if it's not our favorite it's a flop at the bottom of the ocean. And if it's the best thing we've ever seen, god damn it, it's a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. And I think one may happen this week, for me at least. So first to the stage that we will be talking about is Hoso Teratoma. Okay, so what did you think? How would you describe this Hoso look? Okay, so she called it a hagfish. A fag hagfish. <laughs> also, we're not. About, that's like three words we're not allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we can say hag. Yes. And can I say hag? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It was a joke. Just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, she called it a hagfish, but to me, i didn't really look like a hagfish. And every picture that I looked up of a hagfish.
0: Well, um, I mean, they're like they're like bottom feeders, right? So it's kind of like when you would. What you call me? I, I meant what i said Taking your bottom feeder hey, amen that you know i will um but you you know those fish that it's kind of like those fish you know when you would go to like walmart in the 90s or early 2000s and they had the fish tanks and they always had those little <laughs> things that were like on the glass do you know what i'm talking about and yeah. they were they were just kind of like sucking on yeah.
1: the. they're the algae feeders of the fish tank that help keep it clean so it's black that, ones
0: yeah 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 so mm-hmm. is that different from wait could you not buy those
1: I think you can buy those. Oh, cool. I was. think it really just cool. depends. But a lot of times they're in there for sanity of the tank. Mm. Sanitization? Yeah. Work. Okay. It sounded like I was saying the sanity of the
0: Yeah. Tank. Yeah. It was like the fish <laughs> need to keep their <laughs> mental health up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for the... Yes. I thought that it was a really interesting take. I probably wouldn't it ever doesn't think read. To-
1: it doesn't read ocean to <laughs> me. It reads... Um, You know what this reads to me? What? Stranger Things.
0: You know, I can see that. And I I can see how it could not read Ocean. Um, I I will say one thing I didn't agree with was their critique about,
1: like, the boots and the heels.
0: That's dumb. Like, this is a drag competition. And I realize that, that all drag is valid and that we're doing a lot of flexible things with drag now, right? But... Please do not critique a drag queen for wearing heels on the Broadway. Does that I did really like her makeup here. Me too. It looked so different. I I was very impressed. And I do see the the like that a sucker fish kind of thing like the um with, uh, with the... It
1: looks extraterrestrial to me, personally.
0: Well, what do you... Like, you see... I don't know what you would even call that. Like, the th- on the side of your face? Her face? It's like the mouth of the... Uh, yeah. Of, like, the hagfish. So, I, I see it, but I I agree. Like, if I had no context, I probably wouldn't get it. This, um, to me, she abhorred this challenge. I don't think so. I think it's a cultural competence thing. Like, uh, uh, with... If sh- if people are eating this in South Korea, then it may... it that I think it would read, but like, so, but overall I like it. I, the thing that I uh, kind of take issue with, if that I, I wish was a little different, was that the lining. Yeah. It's the lining. Like the lining is very distracting to me. It's like, is that supposed to be a, a different color? Or? I wish she would have just continued the painting of it black all the way up. Yeah. Cause she did around the edge of it. And I'm just like, if you would have just carried that all the way up, like I wondered if it was intentional or not, but it doesn't look intentional. It doesn't. So, um, yeah, that that's the only thing I really dislike. But overall, I like it. It's a fun for me. I really enjoy
1: this look. I really don't enjoy this look for this challenge whatsoever. Um, yeah, not at all for this challenge. So this is a flop. <gasps> oh my god,
0: <laughs> flopping my girl. Um, <laughs> okay, next to the stage, we have Astrid Aurelia. Okay, how would you describe this look? It's like if a squid became a pirate. Oh. And like... Had a booty. <laughs> <laughs> what was that sound?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god. Um, it's like this really like... This looks like something out of Pirates of the Caribbean like outfit-wise.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I'm I, obsessed with this. I think it's really cool.
1: Here's the thing. I really do enjoy this. This is incredible. You know what I hated? What the way Her performance of oh, it?
0: But okay, I I get it. You know what else I hated? What the makeup? The makeup. Okay, hold on. Well, we'll get into that in a second. But the, I think that the performance aspect, like, I get that she had been doing a lot of like jerky movements, but I also think it makes sense for this. I didn't. Well, how how else is a, a octopus squid? human person supposed to move you know <laughs> like because have you seen how an octopus moves you know it's kind of like tumbling all over itself and yeah, using these jerky not, moment movements i think she has
1: like six limbs coming out of one arm at a time and so then it's just like you don't see all of those limbs flim flammering around all at the same time in the same direction Fla-
0: it, flapping around it just no I guess performance was a flop right, and now what is your um quandary with the makeup I mean they addressed it on the show the beak sticks out and the
1: makeup I don't know when there is so much detail in every single piece of this garment except for the makeup it just doesn't I wish he just had done more with the makeup this would have been like a fetch if the makeup and modeling had been better
0: uh i don't know i, I don't there's like I, yeah I, why, I i hear what you're saying but i, like I don't why agree is,
1: necessarily why is there so much distressing everywhere on the garment but yet the makeup isn't super
0: it's like almost a little clean well i think the distressing makes sense because it's like a sea creature that's in an outfit it's not supposed to be so the sea but creature even doesn't need to be head distressed piece. the headpiece that's the head of the squid is distressed distressed
1: Oh, do you mean, like, with the, the stuff growing on it? Like, the coloring and the, like, wear and the stuff growing on it. Yeah, like, distressing isn't always just holes. Distressing is
0: also, like, color augmentation and stuff like that. I thought that was just, like, you know how some octopus squids can, like, change color? That's what I thought it was. I mean, I, you know, and, and then she did the thing. Okay, okay. One thing that I thought was really unique about it unique was when she like had the ink coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool! This is cool, damn it! You don't like it? I really like all of it except for the modeling and the makeup. <laughs> well, okay, oh I... Go- it I have, have not fetched a, fetch. a few things. It would have been gonna a fetch. I'm going to fetch this. I think it's amazing. I think it's super cool. It would have been a fetch. Had Stop it... trying to make fetch happen. It's, it's not It's a fetch going for me. It's a fetch.
1: Had the makeup and modeling been different, it would have been a fetch. But because of the makeup and the modeling, I have to take this down to a light fawn. <sighs> Fine.
0: It's still a fucking fawn. It is. But I'm not happy about it. <laughs> no. I, I hear what you're saying. I... It's just tough because, like, I really like this look, and I honestly think, had there not been another one, I think she could have won. And maybe I'm I'm totally delusional, but it was to me this is like almost something you could see on a runway. It was just so so unique. Um, Okay. Anyways, the next one that we're gonna be talking about is Coco Kane. Um, Some of the critiques that she got were that the judges said that the look wasn't finished and it didn't necessarily bring them back to sea monster enough. Um, I know she said her inspiration for this was the four seahorsemen of the apocalypse, which I think is a creative concept, but I didn't necessarily think that was executed very well. What did you think? I, hot take, really enjoyed this. Really?
1: When Mark and I were watching this for the first time, I was like, oh, Coco's going to be in the top when we were watching the floor shows why i don't know maybe i'm just so encaptured with like the top half like the
0: corset or something else like from the chest up i think okay okay yeah this reference photo is not really helping us out but because it's her hands are co- or their hands are covering up the, the shoulder pieces but i huh. i was in love with this
1: in retrospect i get some of the things that they were saying
0: okay it's still gonna be a (coughs) fun. really yeah okay fine (laughs) i i did not really like this i i thought the i thought the hair was amazing it looks very like water impacted or you know what's it called like water you know when hair's in water it looked like that but like on their head out of water um I, th- I did not get seahorse out of this i did I didn't really get the whole seahorse men. I, well I didn't get that either I mean I, I see a, a man ish figure standing there in front of me with some fish sort of things on the I like that they have on one of those sh- like drag king uh breastplates yeah that's cool I, I don't know it just it, it didn't quite work for me so i I am gonna flop this um I don't know I'd, I, I would not have gotten what they were going for. Also, maybe just like the
1: face distracted me, like the face alone. To the face makes, makes it was really a, cool. The face makes it a fun for me.
0: I agreed with a lot of the critiques that, or like suggestions to take this and just add yeah. a couple things to improve, like a trident. Like I totally see them as like a like a sea warrior or something. Like that. yeah, I agree. Um, Which is why, like,
1: in retrospect, like no, she shouldn't have won. No, they shouldn't have won. Yeah. But originally, I was like yeah it's they're it, gonna be in the top it was an interesting so i was shocked my choice there they were not in the top <laughs> <I> par- <laughs> i'm shocked that you were
0: shocked <laughs> like,
1: personally i liked it better than hoso <laughs> okay well and i'm not the only one i'm a my partner also thought that okay well Mark, my partner, i'm coming for you too you also have bad taste hoso stand and thinks
0: hoso <laughs> should win so that's saying something okay okay mm-hmm. fine <laughs> okay next on stage we have victoria elizabeth black um this was boring yeah uh, it
1: it's really good it's very Very good that it is very good but it is a little
0: predictable um yeah we just expect so much from victoria yeah right and it's not at the same level like but i like it and i think that they they really did this to the t right um uh, so, and that's the problem. Th- that, that is exactly the problem. And it's also like, there's not a
1: lot of, especially watching the videos of it, there's not a lot of texture to it inside mm. of the fins. Like, you get all this airbrush to so give, like, the illusion of texture. But it's a sea creature. Give me some, like, rough tech, some, like, roughness to it or give me some sliminess to it. Yeah. Not just, like, this
0: is airbrushed. I wish that, you know, um, I do. I, I wish that the, like I love the teeth and I love the spikes. I just wish that there was something more with it. I, and I don't quite know what the solution to that problem is. I also think there's like a couple of fit issues. Like it looks like the bodysuit is a little um wrinkly around the fupa area. Uh I don't know. Do you it's see that or no? I mean, I don't know many of, fish with a pouch. I don't know. It's it's a flop. I I am not going to flop this, but um because i I think it is good i think it meets the challenge and i definitely get sea monster from this so i I think it meets the the basic criteria it's just you know uh, not not i'm not uh finding that inspiration that um i hope she would have also like i will say it's just kind of a flop because it's like
1: comparative to victoria
0: yeah like uh, compared Compared to her own self self, it's a flop Mm i totally agree Next to the stage, we have Melissa Be Fierce. Okay, I'm yeah, really interested to hear your thoughts on here? this. Wait, what?
1: Do she be fierce here?
0: I thought so. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, but I really liked this. Um, I, what about this did you like? I, this is very similar to the kind of drag that I do, I think. And I, I would absolutely wear this. Um, I think it has more inspiration than, uh, than like a basic look. You like I I, I love the way that the fins are on the sides, Um, you you know, and how they're transparent. I think it had a lot of impact. I also don't really mind a ball gown for this. I think it's, it's, it's a drag competition. So like drag queens wear dresses. I don't think that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, And, I, sure the fabric it was a little like too on the nose but I could tell when we saw the headpiece in the boudoir that this probably wasn't gonna be received well because it just it reminded me of like Ariel Versace you know yeah. it's like a little too light and pastel for Dragula but I like it a lot so when we first
1: saw this and it showed us the back lit thing yeah. it looked great I was excited sweet um and then we saw it. <laughs> and it's really just the fabric. It, yeah. Had it been a different fabric or had she embellished the fuck out of it to where it wasn't just plain this fabric? I think this would have been great. To me, it's just, it's too on the nose and plain. Like, her makeup looks great. The fin pieces look Like, great. is that nails on her I think mouth? that's, like... I don't know. Like, the makeup's great. The accessories are great. It's just literally the gown itself. It mm. takes this
0: into such a... Do you find it distracting? I, I do. Yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Very distracting. This may be the outrageous evening gown with Miss Comedy Queen and me. Because <laughs> cause I'm like, I totally see it. This is perfect. Like, I don't know. I really like it. Um, and I like the fingers... The so, fingers were great. Yeah, I, I think she did a lot of cool stuff. And to me, Victor or who is this? Melissa is when you think of like, when you think of a drag queen, like I, uh, she does a lot of things that are just very typical of what you see in a straight up plain old drag queen. I wish she had just
1: like encrusted the middle of this with like all yeah. kinds of different textures of like stones and pearls. And I think she could have gotten away with it. Yeah. I, I see that. Especially if the fabric was different. Well, like, even if she left it at this fabric,
0: if she would have just encrusted the middle of it to give it a little more grit. Yeah. I think it's a it's a mermaid that is just... It's not from the Pirates of the Caribbean universe, you know? It's more of a... It's a drag queen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I just... I, I mean... I do sometimes feel like... It's like, a little
1: uninspired. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think it's inspired. This is
1: what my first thought would be. Like, the first easy thought
0: to do when you hear deep Sea" is, like, something like this. I guess. But I, I do think she did some things that took it to the next level. Um, but anyways, it's I, really just the gown for me. I think we're beating this dead fish. Just Shh. because of the gown, it's <laughs> a flop. Everything else about it is a fawn, but the gown is a flop. I'm gonna give it a very light fawn. I... I I like it. I don't hate it. I would wear it. Um, Okay, well done, Melissa. Next to the stage, we have Eva Destruction. Okay. Oh my fucking God. When I saw her in this, I turned to Danny, my partner, and I said, she just earned her place in the top three. Period. She made it. She did it. She did what she needed to be done.
1: And like Eva also... The way she fucking performs every
0: time, I just... It was great. Yeah. I mean, like... It, it was so cool. Like one of my favorite things about wearing really big costumes like this is just to, it's so easy to have a wow factor just because of how big it is. You know, like my flapjack in the box or the lion look like anytime I've, I wear something that is just large people but you've still got to be able it. to like own it. Yeah, you got to be able to perform in it. And and that's exactly what she did here. Um, I don't think just any of these people could have done this outfit. I agree. And I, I loved how she characterized it when she opened it and then came out of it also these starfish for the earrings are such a brilliant yeah that's choice cute.
1: because also you're getting that contrast of color against the blue um complementary colors it it's it's, it's eye-catching, eye-catching. Mm-hmm. she did a lot of really really smart things here
0: and what was funny to me this whole like after she did this <laughs> and like during the critiques you could tell she knew she was gonna win you know wow. um Uh, the only critique i mean and it's one of those things her
1: critique has been bring bigger things
0: and she said okay (laughs) i packed the perfect thing (laughs) um the only critique i have that i wish was slightly different only thing is that i wish that the hair was a little bigger i think it looks a little flat like i know it has the buns no i like it as is
1: I, i respect
0: your viewpoint i disagree okay that's fine that's fine all right well oh and also her makeup it's like she was able to completely shapeshift her face she's probably this. got prosthetics on on her nose look at that nose she just well p- she may not have a nose prosthetic but, on, it, it, but i'm pretty sure the gills are prosthetic it looks so impressive anyways it is a huge fetch for me stop trying to make fetch happen you know it's not may actually going to be happen. a
1: nose prosthetic who knows i don't know it may not be
0: who knows not me who knows? It's a fetch. If it's a nose prosthetic. Fetch! Stop trying to make fetch happen. Congrats. It's not going to happen. Eva Destruction, you sea monster, you. Okay, well, now that we're down here at the bottom of the deep blue sea, I want to take a break. <laughs> and we are back from the bottom of the ocean, and it's time for judging. Were we at the... Were we, would you say we
1: were at Bikini Bottom, or were we at Rock Bottom? Oh, I hit Rock Bottom a long
0: time ago. Rock Bottom. This is how we should talk for the rest of the episode. Oh, okay. Okay. So we are now in judging. (laughs) Oh my God. My, my microphone is now underwater (laughs) from all this spit. Okay. Okay. So we're at judging and Eva, she clearly knows that she is winning this thing. Every time they look at her, she has this huge smile on her face. Um, Was there anything that really stuck out to you from the judging in this? Oh, I feel like we've covered most of it. Um, when Saint... You have it written
1: down, but it was one of the things that I had written down, too. <laughs> yeah. the, when Coco when talked Saint, about Saint's critique... Yeah, it's real rich Saint giving me critiques about a slow performance.
0: Accurate. <laughs> so, we get to find out the results of this week and it's that Eva is the winner, safe is Astrid, Victoria, and Hoso, and the bottoms are Coco and Melissa. So... You didn't agree with these, right? No. Who did? So who did you expect to see
1: in the bottom? Melissa and either Victoria or Hoso.
0: Mm. I think either way, it was it was clearly now okay. All right. Yes, I I, I thought Coco and Melissa sh- were rightly in the bottom. Um, I think Hoso w- was close to being in the bottom. She she was like the probably the bottom of the safes, but. When we get to the cauldron, you know, we that's where things really start going down in this yeah. episode. Um, I'm curious to know, had Melissa not quit, who do you think would have gone home? Melissa. You think? Yeah. She had not been in the bottom at all before. She, she had also
1: been given, like, they had... Yeah, she had. And Melissa had just won she the had last episode. She think been in the bottom. I think, I think she would have gone home. Really? Yeah. Here's I don't thing. see it that way. If there's one thing... The Boulets don't like... Is that like cheesy drag? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I mean, but they do it. <laughs> like, like the cheesy, predictable drag, queen drag. I guess. And, like, you can see it on a Tuesday at brunch. Not
0: that Thursday on Tuesday. Brunch. Jesus, but I don't know what queen is performing at a Tuesday brunch. <laughs> but, but if y'all find the gig, please send uh, the show directors my way. Um, <laughs> I can do that in a lunch break. So i don't know coco has been kind of inconsistent like in the last few weeks she has also had a lot more top placements than melissa though true i guess overall i just think that melissa had really been built a lot of momentum in the last couple of episodes so i was not so sure that she was gonna be out um but in the cauldron i think that, that it was just too much pressure like at this point, and she just really started to let everyone have it. Um, she tells us that she almost quit last week because of all the drama that went down, um, and she claimed a lot of people were being two faced. And then the there was like some shady editing where they showed examples. Uh, they had Hoso, Eva, and Astrid. Like the one that with Astrid that always kind of bothers me is like t- Astrid says that she's she'll back Coco. But I then, always love when they show that. But then they like show her like uh, voting for her, which I don't think is b- her being two faced. Like, I think it's just two things that can be true at the same time. I love it Whatever. every time. <laughs> I always have your back.
1: If you always have somebody's back, you're not going to vote them out, though.
0: Who was in the bottom that week? It was Coco and Abora.
1: I mean, there was technically. A, it was Coco, Abora. That was episode one, right? There's just two. Erica. Oh, they had of vote. Coco kind of, like, skated by. That's right. Erica and Abora were the main focus of the bottom. Okay. I think rightfully
0: so. No. We've, we've hashed mind. out that drop. I think Coco should have been at the bottom. Well, yeah, never mind. See, but that's what I'm saying. I think that Coco has been a lot less consistent overall, whereas Melissa has really built momentum. Um, but anyways, so... Uh it really it goes from it being like Melissa versus the world to Melissa versus Victoria. And this is when things like really get rough. <laughs> it was I like the side of Victoria. <laughs> I know honestly me too. I I would not have taken well to someone coming at me like that. I would have probably reacted very similarly I, to Victoria. Yeah. And I mean I this is not news. Victoria is the most talented person in this competition Yeah, like she she has the skills and she doesn't need to feel sorry for it like she just it, it's plain and simple she is and so like if, if you're wanting to attack her for something I think that you're just insecure and it yeah. shows that and, and so yeah
1: <laughs> I, I, that I think was a rough. lot of this might have just been Melissa had a lot of misplaced mm-hmm. anger problems going on mm-hmm. and I think some of it Maybe some of it was there probably is a lot of it that could be correctly placed in this situation, but just not necessarily, almost a little blown out of proportion because of there's other things that are going on right like well they're, they're just not in the right mental there's a lot state of valid, there's a lot of validity to the concerns and issues that Melissa has It's just because of a lot of other factors and the fact that it's a pressure cooker. She's just right. Everything is a little more elevated. Yeah. But she's a little more on edge. So do I think it was necessarily the best way to
0: handle it? No. no. Um, one of the interesting things was Victoria or Melissa brings up that she thought it was shady. that Victoria once mentioned that Coco made a lot of her things last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about that whole conversation, like the whole last minute drag stuff? I mean, because it, it is like part of the show. My that we, favorite part was when
1: Astrid was like, "Coco, I'll have your <laughs> back. I think it's okay that you make your drag last minute." <laughs> <laughs> that was really fucking funny. <laughs> and Coco
0: was like, "I'm not not all of my drag is last minute, like, but also." I mean, you know, we've seen a lot of last minute drag from Coco. this But it's season. just
1: like the fact that they were saying all of Coco's drag is last minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and it's not all last minute. Yeah. Um, it might just be like it lost, um, but it's not necessarily last minute. But Victoria, like uh, I know that Coco at one point was like, "Well, have, did I not see you working on things?" Like, and I d- didn't really think that was a valid point because. It's part of this show to be working on your costume. You but know?
1: also, if you're gonna talk about people doing things last minute, then you should have
0: all of your shit done. I don't think that's true. Like, I think it's I think it's different if you're stoning something versus creating a whole garment. I don't know. You know, like I don't know. I I know. <laughs> like, I, I think that I think it's completely different because it's part of the show.
1: Like, they they want they want you. I mean, Melissa. I mean, not Melissa. Victoria was completely painting her entire headpiece that day. Victoria was Victoria was yeah I
0: don't remember what she was doing
1: but her she had like the prosthetic made she had to paint the entire thing that day mm. which is kind of a lot yeah but for I, you to be like other I, people doing sh- things last minute when you've still got to paint your entire head prosthetic
0: but I also think that what she presented on the stage looked more finished than what Coco did but yeah, but Coco had more originality did she? I think she Did began. they? I don't know. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm going to stop beating this dead seahorse. Um, so. Yeah. So th- then there was like this huge shift change or tone shift where Victoria is like crying and says like, don't shut us out. We're still a family. And that seems to be the end for Melissa. She leaves the room, ru- the cauldron um, and is followed down the hallway. Maury style, like while filming uh, while people are filming her credit on the hallway and she like falls and it's really sad. Like seeing her just say, just let Coco stay. Yeah. This is the end. I'm, I'm, I'm out. And um, then Coco decides to leave to go check in on Melissa and I think that shows a lot of Vic, of Coco. Yeah. To
1: be the one to go check on her. Because, I mean, somebody needed to.
0: Right. I would not have. And maybe I'm a bad person for that. But, but it's I also have.
1: kind of like if Victoria's talking about how they're a family. Fair. Shouldn't you go check on your family?
0: I think that Victoria is probably the last person Melissa wanted to see, though. You know, they, they had just had that awful fight. and But whereas Coco was a little bit more on her side. So, yeah,
1: but also maybe Victoria's the one that she needed to see the most. Uh,
0: maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, Coco's the one who goes to check on her. Um, did you think it was weird that they still had them go up and walk up the stairs, the Staircase of Souls? Um, no. Okay. I thought it was weird. I mean, we knew Melissa was going to drop. So, it, I don't know. This was the one that had me with the least anticipation. What I suspect is that they said we ain't gonna pay you for this
1: episode if you don't walk up know, this I suspect is they were like okay you want to leave how do you want to go
0: do you, you- think they're that I don't think they're that nice I yeah, feel I like think I feel like they would have been like you better get your ass up that staircase you don't <laughs> I think you know? they
1: are I think they said okay you want to leave so how do you want this To go down. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, they ascend the staircase of souls. And this podcast is building more anticipation than the episode did for Who Will Drop. And it turned out to be Melissa B. Fierce. Which means that my roster is down to two, folks, and Fawn's is down to three. Hell yeah. And I think we forgot to say what the stakes are in this fantasy fag roster at the beginning. But basically, whoever has the winner of the whole season gets to pick a tattoo for the other person. And they don't they're get both to already picked out. They're already picked And But I haven't seen what Fawn picked for me. Fawn hasn't seen what I picked for them. I know what drives me nuts. (laughs) I just try not to think about it. And um, our partners get to place place it on us, but otherwise, we won't see it until it's on our body. Um, And so that leaves me with Hoso and Victoria. Uh, I've got Coco, Eva, and Astrid still. Yes. And you have Eva going from one win to two wins in this episode. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in episode eight of Dragula Titan. I'm so excited. I have no idea what happens. Me neither. But you'll hear about it all here at Flapping Big and, and <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to beat that little beat drum. <laughs> see ya next week? Or later this week? Whatever. You're listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at Fawn.Fawn.Fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at FlapJQuelin. F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping And Fawning Pod, and on Twitter at Flap and fawn pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta!